0: Get your browser on it, it's IE, Firefox, Chrome, Safari, get on it, get on the Crystal Show right now. I
1: am Crystal Hickerson and I would like to welcome you all to the Crystal Show.
0: There's too many free meals out here, folks. Hey, Let me
2: take something, I want the cheddar biscuits, you know what I'm saying?
0: I mean, it's going to be cool, it's going to be nice, we're going to talk, we're going to get real down and dirty. Hey
2: guys, my name's Becky, you're on the Crystal Show.
1: I didn't call you to make fun of me. I am I, I, I not laughing. am uh, laughing at you, I'm laughing with you, and a little bit at you. People say, "Well, don't talk about religion and politics." I say, right. "Yes, talk about it. Talk about it." Because what do you want to go to a boring cocktail party? <laughs> I don't
0: like her. I mean, how how old are we? What grade are we in?
1: One man, American crime wave.
0: Because the feds knew. Y'all might have to come back, and that's going to be a whole different show altogether.
1: That's what I'm talking about, alright?
3: Make some noise, make some noise, make
1: some noise, make some noise, make some noise, make some noise. 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 Alright, what's up everybody? It is Thursday night and you are right where you ought to be. I am Crystal, your host for the Crystal Show featuring Dre. And um, it's oh. Thursday night and Scandal is on and I think it's the finale, but oh well, DVR. <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for tuning in live or listening in on the podcast If you are listening live and you would like to call in to voice your opinion on tonight's topic and speak to our guests, all you have to do is dial six five seven three eight three zero five five four that's six five seven. Three three zero five five four. You can just simply call that and listen to the show. If you want to make a comment, if you're on the line, all you have to do is hit one, and you will be recognized as wanting to make a comment. Um, to connect with the Crystal Show, make sure you like us on Facebook at the Crystal Show One, and follow us on Twitter at Crystal Show One. You may also go to BlogTalkRadio.com/slash. Crystal Show 1, and get in on the chat room. All right, so join us in the chat room to voice your opinion, and I will read what you had to say there. If you don't want to call in, that's fine. But for all the information, including how to be a guest on the show, you must visit our official website, which is thecrystalshow.com. What up, Dre? Why
0: are you people scared about calling in to this doggone show? That's what I want to know. Okay. Are I you mean, complaining
1: as soon you I'm complaining. Seriously, I'm saying,
0: line. man. I mean, look, man, this is simple. Six five seven three eight three zero five five four. It is not that hard. There's no rocket science or surgery involved. Get on the show. him tonight we are going to get like I like you hear the preview, we're gonna get down and dirty. It's gonna be cool, it's gonna be nice. Just come on in, man. Trust me. I wanna hear, especially from the ladies, about this whole subject because this is going this should be Really crazy, and I want to know, I want to hear from you, because I'm taking notes, so just saying. You're taking
1: notes. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, um, tonight's topic is called, Why do black men prefer light-skinned women? And that's
4: skinned women. Mm.
1: Um, with Skin-de-de. our guest,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Rashida and before we get into that we have to make sure that we honor our sponsors tonight um and it's tax time so they are the perfect sponsor for this time of the year so we'll check that out sponsor yeah before we um start the show so one moment please
5: do you need to file a tax extension we can help for free Simply request a tax extension permission form at extension request at taxpro1000.com. After filling it out, upload it to your free, safe, online portal that we will set up for you. Our experienced staff of tax accountants will then send you confirmation that your federal and state's tax extensions are filed. It is just that easy. When you're ready to have your taxes prepared, you'll find TaxPro1000 Tax Center's prices to be some of the best in the tax industry. In most cases, we can even deduct our low tax preparation fee from your refund. Our prices are 150 to 250, depending on the number of your tax forms. If questions or to speak with our friendly staff, please call us at 800-687-4187, free.
1: All right, all right. Now tonight, um, again, our topic is why do black men prefer light-skinned women? Um, with our guest and I do want to um, I do want to get into something before we uh, we start now our guest um, Rashida Strober um, made a comment on her blog or out in the world of the social media and it got some it went kind of viral so um so she got a lot of press for it, and she got a lot of people talking about it, which is always good, because usually when things are hurtful or when things, you know, strike us, that's when we start talking. And those are the things that we need to talk about, because obviously there, there are issues there that needs to be addressed. All right. Now, it went kind of viral, of course, because um, it also was talking, she was talking about um, or made reference to Kendrick Lamar. And Kendrick Lamar has a new album out, and he has a song on there called "Blacker the Berry." So I thought it'd be perfect to play this before we get into the into the show. Um, So let's hear just a little snippet of his new song called "Blacker the Berry."
6: I'm the biggest hypocrite in 2015. When I finish this, if you listen it's sure you will agree. This plot is bigger than me. It's generational hatred. It's cynicism, it's grimy, little justification.
4: I'm African American, I'm African, I'm black at the heart of a fucking area. Black is the name of Tyrone and Darius, excuse my French, but fuck you, no fuck y'all, that's as blunt as it gets, I know you hate me, don't you, you hate my people, I can tell cause it's threats when I see you, I can tell cause your waste is equal. no I can tell because you in love with the death of Eagles, thinking maliciously, each of a chain and you gon' bleed them, it's funny how Zulu and Dosa might go to war, two tribal armies that want to build and destroy, remind me of these Compton Crip gangs that live next door. With so what we'll rules only death settle the score So no matter how much I say I like to preach with the Panthers Or tell Georgia State Marcus Garvey got all the answers Or try to celebrate February like it's my B-Day Or eat watermelon chicken and Kool-Aid on weekdays Or jump high enough to get Michael Jordan endorsement Or watch BET cause urban support is important So why did I weep when Trayvon Martin was in the street When gang made make me kill a nigga blacker than me Hypocrite
1: Okay, so he admits it. He's a hypocrite. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he admits it. All right. So now we can end the show. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, well, let's go to our guest. We have uh, Rashida Strober, and I'll read a little bit about her. Um, she is an activist, and she has come under fire for these words that I will read. Well, 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 would you looky here? Another fake conscious motherfucker exposed. I will never Mm. support him nor his music with one dime of my money and encourage all dark skinned women not to either. Of course, this went a little viral and people um, had a lot of responses to that. So she responded to their responses. I see calling out and exposing self-hating fake black men who speak about consciousness, but date and marry non-dark-skinned women. Brought you haters to my page. Well, share this motherfucking post. Hey, she sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) These types of fake... Just saying. Anyway, uh, these type of fake coons are the worst of the worst. Dark skin is the essence of true blackness. And if these fakers were really and truly conscious they would marry dark-skinned women. You pissed? Good. Now, in 1998, Rashida Strober has um, been known as an advocate for people with darker complexions, um, and she has been inspired because of the bullying that she received when she was younger due to her dark-skinned complexion. She has written um, two plays, two stage plays, one called A Dark-Skinned... Woman's Revenge, and Ice Cream Lady's Dream. So let's please welcome... Ice Cream Lady's Dream. Let's welcome Rashida. Hey, Rashida, how are you? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. I'm
2: good. I'm good.
1: Good. I'm Hi, so Rashida. glad to have you. Hi,
2: how you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm here in Tampa.
2: Oh, in Tampa. I'm in St. Petersburg, right across the bridge. I'm talking very
4: Right across the water.
2: <laughs> it's funny you opened the show with um uh um Kendrick Lamar's Black or the Berry. I wonder if he actually read the the novel. I wonder if he read the novel, The or the Berry. He understands what it's about, which is another contradiction. But I digress. Yeah, you know, and
1: no, I don't, uh, don't digress I w- too much. We, we gotta hear this. Don't digress. No, was, keep going, I
0: looking, please. I want to hear
2: this.
1: Yeah, I was looking for um. For for some interesting songs about him, um, and or by him, and I knew he had a new album out, so I wanted to see what you know what was on there, and I was like, whoa, right, is oh, we got to have this on there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoa, it, it's funny that you picked that one because that that was a novel uh, written back in uh, I believe uh, 1930, specifically okay. speaking about a dark skinned woman and her issues with colorism and so again the the what I said about him holds true. You're sitting here, you're exploiting uh dark skinned female issues, but look at who you married it's a he's a walking contradiction, and I want everybody to know I'm not taking back my statements. I mean I meant exactly what I said, and that's just that
1: mm-hmm. okay <laughs> well, um uh, all right, I'm very happy to have you and I do want to before we get into that part of the um of the topic, um, I want to ask you about your campaign, Dark Skin is Beautiful. And um, why did you feel that you needed to do a campaign of, of this type?
2: Oh my God, that's a great loaded question. We might be here all <laughs> night. The fact, of, the fact of the matter is, mm. and we all know this, dark skinned women are the most discriminated women on the face of the planet. We all, I mean, the, the colorism literature. First of all, is vast, like I don't know if people've been sleeping under a rock or what's going on, but mm-hmm. the, you know the the literature is there. um You have people like uh Dr. Margaret Hunter, who is like one of the biggest colorism theorists out there. This woman has written extensively on this on these issues, and people like her they've proven over and over again that dark skinned women are the most discriminated women on the on the planet. And when I say discriminated, I'm talking in terms of uh, social discrimination. Um, Mm -hmm. Dr. Margaret Hunter talks about social capital. Dark-skinned women are the ones with the least social capital. When we talk about uh, economic discrimination, dark-skinned women make less money than uh, women of uh, lighter hues. This stuff has been proven. Um, Mm -hmm. In addition to my own dark-skinned mental abuse that I underwent by my family members and when I was going to school and in society, and I have never felt loved, I have never felt cared for, I have never felt protected by the black community at large, and I see it as a pattern that goes on within the black community in regards to dark-skinned women. And so I felt Mm -hmm. the need that, because never before in the history of the African black consciousness, whatever you want to call it, has there been a movement specifically for dark skin. It's always for black women, which is fine. I have no problem with "Black Is Beautiful" campaign, which was, which was a, a sham, a bit of a sham to me in the '60s. But okay. there has never been a campaign to specifically address why you beaten down on these dark-skinned women for being dark-skinned. It's insane. I hope I answered your question.
1: <laughs> no, you—you know—you you definitely touched on it. So you felt. Um, that, as you mentioned, some of the things that were done in the 60s and 70s um, were not that effective, the Black is Beautiful kind of movement or or um, whatever that was happening back then, um, that maybe doing something now would be good because there isn't really anything going on right now, per se. So your campaign, right. Dark Skin is Beautiful, it, it's kind of... Um, Similar to what's going on, I think the only thing I can think of right now that's happening is the um, Black People Matter kind of thing that's happening.
2: Right. Um, yeah, again, I just looked around, and I've been a part of a uh, black movements, one in particular, the Uhuru movement, Respect to Them, um, and other black movements. I've always been a grassroots type of black person working for all my black people, but the, the problem that I always the- saw and a... You talk about the Black History of St. Pete, right? Yeah, I worked with the Oriental okay. movement for years, fighting for okay. Black people's rights. Okay, but the, my the, my issue is this: I never saw any Black movement specifically and seriously address the dark skin issue. So I said to myself, "Why do I need to sit here and wait for somebody to do something that I can actually do myself?" And I had already been doing uh, plays using my my you know my performing. Uh, artistry to get mm-hmm. across my views about the world. I had already been doing that. So I said, hmm, well, why not let this fold over into an actual campaign that deals specifically with dark skin? Because you can't wait around for people to do stuff for you. If you wait for people to do stuff, it might not get done. <laughs> so right, that's, that's right. really the reason where the campaign came from.
1: Okay. Well, we do have a couple of people in the chat room, and um, I want to get in there little statement here we have cynical 11 who wrote in and he said um but the chick and i'm assuming um that he is talking about um kendrick's um uh, wife or fiance I'm not, did they get married i'm not sure if they got married but um anyway his fiance uh whitney is her name was still black i could tell she was black without a doubt uh okay and um let's see say Without a doubt, hell to too many famous men, wealthy men marry um, anything but black. So I guess if they're a black, isn't that good enough? I'm assuming this is a question. that in the chat room? Yeah. Yeah, Rashida, I was just, uh, they were asking, you, you know, to, yeah, it, you it, is it good, yeah, is it good enough? that the uh, Whitney who is um Kendrick's uh fiance is light skinned but she is still black since a lot of black men do marry outside of their race and they marry, you know, other women but he married you know will marry a a black woman. So is that good enough?
2: No, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. And the reason why it's not good enough is because dark skinned women, their beauty in terms of the way that black men look at, and I'm speaking about black men here, because that's who I'm, that's who my beef really is with. It's not with light-skinned women at all, no matter okay. what anyone says. But th- it's not good enough because dark, black men discriminate against dark-skinned women, and that is the problem. If we had a situation where black men treated dark-skinned women equally in terms of, you know, marriage and dating and um, the respect garnered in the media, then we wouldn't even be having this discussion. But we're having a discussion Mm -hmm. because we know for a fact that that's not the case. So to that person who sent the message, no, it's not good enough. No.
1: Okay. All right. And um, now you said that you don't have a dislike for lighter skinned women. Uh, That was one of my questions for you. So it's not your campaign is not against light-skinned black women; it's really just for dark-skinned black women. Oh my God!
2: Blacks. I'm glad you asked that question. Okay. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> I want to be super duper clear. I want to be super duper clear in order to, you know, provide some clarity to this whole Kendrick Lamar situation in regards to his fiance. You know, mm-hmm. many people have attempted to twist my words into what they want it to be, and they want it to be a hate for light-skinned women, because that, to them, is is more juicier, and then they want to try to attempt to silence and bully me, because you know they don't want to deal with the cold, hard facts that dark-skinned women are discriminated against, so they're deflecting. They're saying, oh, she hates light-skinned women, which is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life, because like, I just made a post um, before, uh, maybe like two hours before the show, that I never have had any type of beef with a light-skinned woman. i am just sit there and think about all my life. Have I ever fought with a a light skin? And I have never, never Mm -hmm. in my life. That's not even in my head. I mean, I have a lot of light skinned women that are, in fact, my best friend is very light skinned. In fact, her mother, when I was 14 years old, homeless and on the street, her very light skinned mother was the one that actually saved me. So for these people to say, oh, you hate light skinned women because of the comment is completely insane. The Dark Skin is Beautiful campaign is not against uh, any color of women. What the Dark Skin is Beautiful campaign is all about is equalizing the beauty of dark-skinned women and girls. That's what I want, equalization in terms of respect, in terms of economic uh, empowerment, educational empowerment, uh, social empowerment. And I want black men, we need to have a reckoning. That's central to the Dark Skin is is Beautiful campaign. So it's not a a bash, light-skinned women campaign. That just makes no sense to me.
1: Okay. All right, and we had another comment, <clears throat> excuse me, in the um in the chat room that said that they think they as in um d- um black men think that dark-skinned uh women or sisters have low self-esteem and are insecure around light chicks. That's the only reason why they would say that about about you sister now she is on this is a she and i'm sorry cynical like i called you a um male (laughs) maybe maybe it's my own thing i think all cynical people are males anyway those, those are my own issues for another show but uh but anyway um so she is applauding you and um stating that yeah you know black men tend to tend to think that you know darker women are insecure. And she also made another point regarding TV and they do use um lighter-skinned women mostly. So these are the kind of things that, you know, these boys are growing up seeing as beauty is advertised as beauty. So right. they think that is what beauty is. And usually the um to add to that point the thing that we see on TV when we do see a darker-skinned woman, she is usually not in the sexual role, except for right. finally <laughs> on um, was it um, How to Get Away with Murder? Finally, you know, but usually they're not. They're not in the sexual role at all. They are usually just kind of a comic sidekick chick and um, obnoxious, and you know, whatever. And those who are the best friend or whatever may be lighter skinned, but they're still usually not used in the sexual role They're just you know the side chick but um when when children are seeing these kinds of things, especially young boys, they're seeing this, do you think that this is just a formulation in their mind, and you know we covet what we see every day, and if we see that that's what's beautiful and this is what's not? For a black boy, they think that the prize is a lighter-skinned and or white girl or Latina or whatever, and not a truly, quote-unquote, black woman. Right. Um, I totally
2: agree. And the hip-hop community, um, as far as I'm concerned, needs to be put under indictment for (laughs) this imagery because they have... Um, you know, we can just go on and on. Uh, Lil Wayne, um, well, he had the line, um, I bet, I bet she looked better red or something like that. Um, fabulous in his song, Lights Out. I like a long hair, thick red bone. Um, Big Sean in the song, Freestyle, she's a, she's a red bone, but her cousin is dark. Um, a little out of shape, but I'll fuck her in the, excuse me, I'll in the dark. I -hmm. can just go on and on with the lyrics that these rappers come out with. And these kids, uh, like you saying, the, the young boys are very impressionable because they haven't developed their own consciousness and, and, and independent thought process yet. So they're listening to these rappers, and they, you know, looking cool and got this money, and, and they listening to this stuff. Sublim these subliminal messages going into their psyche, and it's like they grow up and they have this preference that has been right. an artificial preference is what it is. So I mean, yes, yeah, the media the media plays a huge role in 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 Shaping uh, black men's preferences, and I, like I said, the hip hop community is as guilty as sin. Oh my God!
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> well, you know, you know. <laughs> that's, it is the truth. All you have to do is turn on any video, and there it is. I mean, it's obvious. You know what is put out there as being beautiful, and if you are a young boy wanting to be a rapper or emulating or idolizing these rappers, which a lot of them do or the lifestyle or whatever, you think that success means, and now it's not even black or Latina. It's so, sort of like, um, I don't know what the hell they are. They're from Greece or some shit. On a, you know, they just have mixtures. So it's not even, right. um, you know, a, a person that you would see every day per se, and they all have a certain right. look about them. So, all right, we have another caller on the line, so I want to get them in on the discussion. Hey Q, how are you? Welcome to the discussion tonight, and say hello to our guest, Rashida.
7: Hey, how's it going, Crystal Dre, Rashida? Um, what a, hello. I um well, I, I guess I kind of have a question first to try to get some understanding, um, for Rashida. I, I mean, are are you saying that black men who date light skin women are less are less than black, or I, I don't quite understand. Um. I want to make sure I'm not mis misreading
2: this. I'm saying that black men who disproportionately date light-skinned women are discriminating against dark-skinned women. That's what I'm saying.
7: Okay, okay. Like if they have a preference for light-skinned women is what you're saying.
2: I feel that they're discriminating. And, again, that, that word preference is, is a loaded term because I believe it's artificial um because we live because of our situation, our historical situation in the united states um as colonized and enslaved people but uh this issue of preference it it leads to discrimination the discrimination of dark skinned women so it's not it's for me it's not even a question about um a black man being we know that we know that the black man is black, you're still gonna be if you're black, you're black, but again, the issue to me is the, the discrimination of dark skinned women. If black men, and I believe that black men are in control of the situation here, black men can stop the discrimination of dark-skinned women. If they sat down and realized what it is that they're doing. The, like like I just talked about, these rappers um, in their songs, um, you know, uh, black men in, in, in power positions, if they stop to think about, okay, am I, do I have this artificial preference? Am I discriminating against dark-skinned women? If they really sat down and thought about that, then they would realize that what they're doing is, in fact, discrimination. It's no question.
7: Okay. Now, when I first read your article a couple of weeks ago, or whatever, um, I, I didn't quite get. I didn't quite understand what you were getting at. Um, I actually thought it was ridiculous when I first read it. However, um, I started. Um, you friended me on Facebook. And I started reading some of the things you put on Facebook. And then after hearing the song, Black or the Barrier or whatever, and understanding the problem that you have with Kendrick, I kind of see where you're coming from. All right. Um, I do also agree that black women, that dark-skinned black women, are the most discriminated women on the planet. All right. I'm 100% behind you there or whatever. I was just trying to get an understanding because – I mean, for someone who just listens, who who reads the article or listens to some of the things that you may say, it does sound like you're putting down light-skinned women as if they're not good enough, all right? That's the conclusion that a lot of people will will draw, if you're saying that. But I understand you're saying it's it's more or less not that they're not good enough. It's just that, why aren't you good enough? I get that. But um, I can see how people take it the wrong way as well. So I'm glad you are able to just kind of break it down and explain it to me. Um, just then. But, Krista, I, I can listen a little bit longer I'll, and I'll come back for
2: another question.
1: Okay. Well, thank you, uh, to you for tuning you know, in. Let me, just, let me just
2: respond to that. When people okay. say I'm talking, to, it's funny to me because I never even mention light-skinned women. And I deal with cold, hard facts. And so my whole thing is for the people that are claiming that I'm putting down light-skinned women, and what they need to do is bring me some cold, hard facts. In terms of what I actually said, N- that no, was that's not what I said. about a dark skinned woman, so that doesn't make any sense. You're that's drawing not- conclusions based off of something that I did not say. You're drawing those conclusions because you're feeling that type of way i'm not That's not how I feel. People are projecting their feelings onto me because they don't want to deal with the issue of colorism, and that's not that's really not my problem
7: and and no, it's not your problem, nor is it what I said. I And I never said I had a problem with it. I said that people draw that conclusion. That's just the reality. I'm not saying it's right or it's wrong or whatever. And I'm not saying that you've actually spoken out against light scan people. That's not what I said at all. I'm just stating the fact that people who are angry with you have drawn this conclusion.
2: Well, for again, for them to draw a conclusion based off of, something that I said that I, that did not say anything negative about a light-skinned woman is insane. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: All right. All right, now in the chat room, uh, Cynical chimed back in, and she said that they do that in black movies um, with light-skinned women and are always the desired girl that two or three dark brothers will fight for. <laughs> so she and she laughed about that. Today. And it, and it, it is true. I mean, um there is there's plenty of uh, of the uh, back and forth. And Rashida, in your research and everything and just, you know, in your life, have you noticed a kind of kind of an aggression or a rivalry per se, maybe not with you, but just in general between Um, light-skinned and uh, darker-skinned women?
2: What I will say is I personally, to be honest, and I know a lot of people might find it's hard to believe. That's why I just laugh the laugh. I personally have not experienced a rivalry with a lighter-skinned woman ever in my life. But I will say I had a – this is when I came into the consciousness of the situation in terms of the light-skinned the dark-skinned uh, issues between uh, light-skinned women and dark-skinned women. I had a friend from New Jersey, and I'll never forget, she came down here, I think it was in middle school, and I lived with my light-skinned cousin and her mom, And but I befriended this young lady from New Jersey who was very, very dark-skinned. And me and my cousin, my light-skinned cousin, were close. We never had any issues with each other in terms of this colorism thing. Mm-hmm. but th- my friend from jersey she would always say to me i don't want i don't want to go anywhere with her i don't want her you know her going anywhere with us let us just go by ourselves and um she would start pointing these things out and the dark skinned young lady mind you she was extremely beautiful extremely mm-hmm. beautiful and she would say things like um you know uh they choosing, they choose these ugly light skinned girls over me and she would say all kinds of things and i would just like Listen, I really wouldn't say much, but when I think back on that, she is definitely one of the people that kind of gave me a consciousness about this situation in terms of light skin and dark skin to see what was really going on between, like you said, a rivalry between a light skin uh, woman and a dark skin woman. But as far as me, per- I, can't, I can't, I'm and I honestly cannot. I actually sat down and thought about this. Mm-hmm. And I cannot think of an instance where there was a rivalry. It just, it just, you know, wasn't that way. But it, it doesn't deny the fact that there is rival, rivalry uh, between light-skinned women and dark-skinned women because of, the, the you know, the competition for the men.
1: Right, <laughs> I mean, right. you know, it, it's exactly. quite clear. Yeah, that, and that's, I guess, is what really in general I have uh, plenty of, uh, well, I have all kinds of
5: friends, lighter
1: skin, darker skin, whatever. But, just in on in general I have definitely especially when, when I was younger and I think when when you're younger like in you know, you're junior high and then a little bit of high school, but especially before that, kids were more apt to say stuff, you know, they just say things that right. are horrible. And um during that those times, uh, when I was living in Tennessee I, I felt it more than when I was living in New York, but when I was living in Tennessee, I really felt it, and um, the rivalry was really was real. And any time a girl um, was, you know, lighter skinned, I mean, she she didn't have to do anything but walk in the room, and it would be almost like an attack on her, unless she was um like kind of gang with her in a way, you know what I mean? You know, so mm-hmm. I mean it became like a team against one one set against the other set. It's almost like uh, the movie school days, you know school
0: days, I was just about mm-hmm. to say that.
1: Right, you're right. It's that type of situation. And now right. it's played off um and it it goes into college, into sororities, you know, and just just it's just everywhere. And yeah. But now we see more of the whole thing, we talk about, you know, black women, you know, we see it's really us against other women, (laughs) you know, when you talk about sexual competition. It's us against Hmm. the Latina women, um, the exotic, quote unquote, whatever that means, women, um, you know, so... So I think I think it's really just about the whole. You know, we're trying to get with certain men. We want the successful men. There's not that many. Sorry guys, but there's not that many black successful men unless you like basketball or something. You know, I mean it's not a lot of. Darn. Us. Yeah. Well, and, right. and I'm saying, and I don't mean <laughs> it as in there aren't that many by numbers. I mean there's not that many that are looking back towards us um to say this is the person I want to marry and or you know, bring to the corporate dances or whatever or to you know, the red carpet. So these are not the women I want. So once I become successful, I leave her that I slept on her couch for twenty years, but I'm gonna leave her and I'm going to go after you know, once I get my deal, I'm gonna go after you know, Brown this, Simpson. This trophy. Well, you know, well that's the but you know, yeah. But anyway, um
0: Right. I mean oh. i'm going to say this now i'm, just, I'm in, in the full disclosure I'm just gonna say this now um i'm divorced my my ex wife was hispanic, okay not ashamed mm-hmm. of it, not gonna hide it it is what it is my kids are beautiful i love them to death now that being said i didn't it wasn't i it wasn't a a thing of me not going to give dark-skinned, more black women, for that matter, a chance, which is the fact that at the time I was in love with her, so we got married. Now, now, in 2015, after we've been divorced for a few years, you know, I don't see her as anybody I want to go back to, but at the same time, you know, you know, hopefully the next woman that is lucky enough to be my wife will be black. Now, And, and at this point...
5: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean... <laughs> I don't mean that, I shouldn't say that, but if I'm lucky enough to be her husband, I talk about that. Um, there you, go. you know, I'm I'm not going to personally, I, I I can't just look for dark-skinned women. I'm not saying that they aren't beautiful, you know, and they're not deserving of love. Of course they are. I think every black woman especially is deserving of love and all the crap we had to go through over the past 15,000 years in the first place. My thing is, I'm not going to discriminate. If God blesses me with a black woman, I'm taking her. Trust me. And if she's a dark-skinned woman, oh, you doggone right. Oh, yeah, come on. But if by the same chance a woman is light-skinned, I'm not going to say, sorry, you know, I can't because you're too light. So, I mean, I that's just my thing. Now, and, I'm not, And again, I'm not, this is nothing against, you know, the movement, your activism, or anything because I actually applaud you for it because you're standing up and you're standing your ground for it. That's great. But, I mean, that's just, that's just one dark-skinned man's perspective. <laughs> you're dark skinned? You, you're
1: a dark skinned man?
0: I'm a dark skinned black man from Tampa Florida. Oh my
2: God. Okay. All right. Well I'm i I'm just telling you straight up. I'm not happy with your choice. And that's just my opinion. Okay. And I think you're dead okay. wrong. Um I think you do have a a, a level of some, some level of self hate there in you and I think you need to upgrade your consciousness in terms of okay. having a love and appreciation for blackness. And I don't think you're there. Okay, okay. well, that's,
1: that's that's a good segue into my next question regarding what can we do? And we're all about solutions here. So what do we do um, to help black men or to change their way of thinking? Um, if they think that this is their quote-unquote preference or what they like better or whatever, how do they? How do? What do we do in order to get them to take a, a second look back into the mirror and back into black women, dark skinned, you know, whatever?
2: Oh my God! It's so much. The self hate is so 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 thick in this country. You could cut it with a knife. It's mm. it's just horrible. And so my whole thing is with that question right there. I don't know if the the black men over a certain age can be saved because their minds is already. Can I curse on the show?
1: you mind? Uh, yes. <laughs> their minds is already First, fucked up. First their minds is First already Good. fucked up.
2: Okay, okay. because
3: yeah.
2: they're just not—they're just not there. So my whole thing is, is I deal with the the young ones because they're still their minds are still open. I mean, they are being b- bombarded with all these images of self hate, and they, you know, you got the black rappers, and you got the the media that's perpetuating anything but of dark skinned beautiful woman. But at the same time the young are more apt to listen to both sides of the story to be able to say, okay, I can look at this side and I can look at that side and, you know, make a make a better decision. So my, my hope, I'm placing all my bets on the young. I am not placing my bets on the older, I would say, over the age of 25. I'm just <laughs> saying I don't have time for that. I mean, if you come to me and you want to talk to me, because to be honest with you, I actually do get um, a lot of young black men they actually contact me and tell me about, you know, these issues that they have, and I'll talk to them because they're willing to listen in terms of the, the solution. Like you said, how can we get black men to love, marry, appreciate, respect dark-skinned women? So I deal with them because I'm just, I'm just, at this point, I'm so over these black men over a certain age because I truly feel that they, deep-seatedly, they hate dark-skinned women. I really feel that way. They're not going to admit it because that's not a politically correct thing to do, but that's how they feel. And so I just, I just can't even be bothered with wasting my time and energy.
1: All right. Well, we have another caller on the line um, who's uh, chimed in, and we want to get their opinion. They uh, look like they're from Oklahoma.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Oklahoma. Hello, caller. Um, how are you? Please tell me your name and um, where you're from. And do you have a question for Rashida?
3: Uh, my my name is Ivan. Uh, I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, yes, I actually Rashida, my yeah, I, I communicate with you sometimes on Facebook.
2: Uh, hi, Ivan. How you doing? I'm
3: doing great. I, I just want to say this. Um, I don't think. I mean, I, first of all, I respect your experience and, and and what you're doing because my mother is a dark skinned black woman. Um, and I'm a dark skinned man, and I've dealt with it on, on the dark skinned side of being a man. Uh, being you know what you call a, a stereotyped and, and, and profiled just for being right. dark-skinned, and by the law, and particularly in particularly white folks. But I want to say I'm a, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate dark-skinned women, and not because I'm not, and not because I'm dark. I love black women, period. Uh, now, of course, I know there's a lot of brothers with the that may have this problem, but I've never cared how light or dark or black woman is. I, I think the problem is is, is men. Some men they are gonna say, oh, is we just don't value the woman as we should, period. And particularly the black woman, black men. So I don't, I don't think. Now of course, part of that colorism, I think colorism is real. But I, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. think all black men, all black men don't have a no problem with dark-skinned black women. I surely don't. Uh, I, I think that we just need to treat women better, period. Regardless of whether they are dark or light, it doesn't matter. There's a mistreatment and a and a and a and a, and a disrespect of the value of the female, period is is i think is the root of the problem and then all those other things spring up out of that first the value of her and then all the other stuff comes with it in my humble opinion right yeah but i right. yeah, I, don't, I don't think uh and i did have one question
1: okay i, I
3: remember you saying on your facebook page that uh and I said I don't never judge nobody when they say something i always like to ask for clarity and whatever your explanation is that's what it is but you were talking about how you feel like that when, dar- when brothers brothers who marry or get with light-skinned black women are sellouts, or am I misunderstanding what you're saying, when you, or did I misread what you said? Could you explain that?
2: What I said, what you're probably referring to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is the consciousness, the conscious level of uh, these so-called conscious black men. Um, to me, and this is Rashida's definition in theory, if you are a conscious black man in a perfect world, which we know we don't live in a perfect world, you would get with a dark-skinned woman, period, point blank. I'm not going to – people want me to, like, water that down. I'm not. Let me be very clear. If you are a conscious black man and you understand the essence of, of what real blackness is about, just go go over there to Africa. And people always tell, uh, speak about, oh, there's multiple colors and hues in Africa. There is. But the majority of African people are dark-skinned. Um, mm-hmm. uh, a dark-skinned black woman gave birth to the human race, and so dark skin is the essence. And if you are a black man and you call yourself conscious, then you would get with a dark-skinned woman, no questions asked.
3: So, well, so, so, what are, what, well, well, I, okay, I respect that. So, what, what are the light-skinned women to
2: do? <laughs> yeah, what do we do? That's not my issue. <laughs> I'm not gonna deflect onto another I'm, I'm issue. To That's up. not my issue. I'll let you figure that out. I'm working on the dark skin is beautiful campaign. That's
3: not my issue. That's not, my I'll answer. I only asked that question. Now, I'm not. See, I'm the kind of person I like to ask ask for clarity because I mean, you're saying it, and so I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not disagreeing because your experience is your experience. And so right, I'm asking, and I'm giving you clarity. That's not my issue. That's not what I'm focused on. That's, that's up for somebody
2: else to take up. And, hey, I'm not mad at anybody that takes up whatever cause that they want to take up, but what I do have mm-hmm. a problem with is people coming in trying to tell me, oh, deal with this. No, I'm honed in laser-sharp focus on dark-skinned women. That's what I deal mm-hmm. with. And so to ask me a question about what are light-skinned women supposed to do, I can't answer that because that's not my issue. That's not what I'm focused on.
3: Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, I was just—I was, just, you know, I—I—I'm I not challenging. I was just asking for, you know, no, you, I, 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 understand I understand, and
2: I—I I mean, I know I may come across a bit brash. It's no disrespect to you, but I'm just—you asking me the question, and I'm being very honest with you. That is not something that I'm going to sit and ponder. I don't have time, to, you know, the time and energy and space to do that. I'm busy trying to deal with how is it that dark skinned female beauty can be equalized so that dark-skinned little girls won't have to grow up in this world being devalued, called names, and end up like me. Do we really need more dark-skinned activists out here like me that, you know, people are like, you're crazy. You know, you're this, you're that. You know, we we, we don't need that. We need dark-skinned women to be equal, and we need them to be able to live a peaceful, prosperous, healthy life just like any other human being. And so for me, that is my laser-sharp focus.
1: Nothing else.
3: Okay. Yes All ma'am. right.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Ivan. All right. We have another All caller right. who has a uh, question for Rashida, and this is John from Florida. Uh, John, do you have a question for our guest, Rashida?
6: Yes. Hi, I John. Do. Hi, how you doing? Rashida, is this the dog skin? Yeah, lady? I'm here. How you doing? Good. Um, and you? I'm doing fine. I'm a dark skinned brother myself and I love y'all. Um wonderful. I wanna say, say that first. First and foremost, I, I, I love I love dark skinned women. But um I don't want it to seem like I'm I'm going against what you're saying because I've had issues myself. But if we're talking about a conscious community and a conscious community consists of us as a people who are melanated you don't don't you think that um, separates us, dark skin light versus light skin?
2: First of all, let me let me preface that question with: Rashida, the dark skin activist, is not separating anything. I don't have anything to do with separation. In fact, I don't even <laughs> I don't even know what that's all about. Um, slavery separated dark skin from light skin. That's where that separation started at, not with me. What I'm doing is seeing an issue, seeing a problem, and what I've decided to do is try to find a solution to the problem. So the separation issue is a non-issue to me because it doesn't make sense in terms of what I'm doing.
6: Okay. um, I I was just saying that because it seemed like – it seemed like that to me, and like the other, the last brother said, I just wanted to get some clarification because again, respectfully, light. I love you guys, I love black women, I love dark skinned women again, and um, it just seemed to me like uh, it seemed like okay, uh, well, I'm going for the dark dark team, and I don't care what the light skin or the light team says or whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? So that's why I was. Just, I know the separation came from slavery days. But I'm just saying, is it, aren't we going further or aren't you going further with it, saying that, okay, dark skin, this is what I'm about. I don't care about the light skin. You
2: no, that's what not saying? what I'm saying. I'm not saying I don't care about light skin. Other people are saying that they don't care about light skin. What I'm doing is equalizing the beauty of dark skin, which has nothing to do with any other color. It has nothing to do. Again, that's what people are projecting onto me because they want to turn it around and make it their issue. their, you know, their issues of insecurity. And they don't want, they want to silence me as a dark-skinned woman. They don't want me to speak about what happens in terms of being uh, a dark-skinned woman. And so they want to try to find as many ways as they can to deflect. And it's not going to work, because I'm going to stay focused on dark-skinned women and girls. And that's just that. And my question is, um, to these people that have that to say, what, what, what are they doing about dark-skinned female discrimination? If they know, if we know that dark-skinned women are the most beat-down, bullied, um, battered women in the world in terms of our beauty, then why hasn't anybody else stepped up to the plate to address the issue? I, I haven't seen anybody step up to the, the, the plate. Why hasn't a black man stepped up to the plate and said, this is wrong? Why do you okay. want to throw in there that somebody dividing light skinned women? That, that that's not gonna work on me. You gotta come better. You gotta you gotta come better with that because that's, that's that is just not gonna work on me. No. I
6: was gonna I was gonna ask you another question too. Um, Go ahead. If, if you need some help, then I'm um, I'm here for you. With the thank the you. Or whatever you're doing. Before you said that, I was gonna ask if, if there's anything that I can do because I have a daughter. You know what I mean? And um, I don't want her to, I don't want, she's at the age where they're starting to tease and all that other stuff and I I need help dealing with that situation as well as a, as a And is um, your
2: daughter dark-skinned?
6: She is close to it, yeah. Uh, Not as dark as me, but, you know, yeah, I would say that.
2: Well, what I would say to you is um, one of the things that I've, I've worked in the school system before and I've seen this type of of dark skin bullying firsthand, I would say that uh, dark-skinned children and their parents, when a dark-skinned child is attacked because of their hair and because of their skin tone, I think it needs to be uh, taken to the administration. And I think it needs to be dealt with head-on, and I think it needs to be said that my child is being bullied because they're dark-skinned. I think it needs to be framed just that bluntly. Because a lot of times, the black people that work in the school system, they know that this is what's going on. But for whatever reason, they don't want to speak up about it. And the white people, a lot of them are genuinely clueless. And so I've been in many situations myself in the school system where I had to break it down and deal with the situation head on to, in terms of uh, dark-skinned children being bullied because of their color. And so what what I don't uh want to happen is is for people to just kind of say oh push it to the side. I want people to call it what it is. This is dark skin bullying. And it it needs to be addressed as such. There needs to be consequences for it. And it needs to be dealt with. Because the only the only way, you know, that this this issue is going to be handled in terms of when we look at the, you know, the children going through this is it has to be you cannot be um what what I want to say nice about it. You cannot beat around the bush about it. You're going to have to come out and deal with it head on. That is the only way that this type of dark-skinned mental abuse is going to be eradicated in schools. And schools, as we all know, is a breeding ground for it. And and it it just has to stop. And so that's, that's one of the things that I think that you can do. And then as a black man, like I said, I believe that black men hold the key here. Black men need to start respecting, uplifting, and praising dark skinned women more. And you could do this on a grassroots level to your friends, to your family in a barbershop, you know, if you get somebody attacking a dark skinned woman, come out and speak on it. Don't don't tolerate that. It's it's a it's a ton of things that we can do as black people.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> Well Rashida, do you have time to hang on the line for a second? Are you still gonna be able to hang sure. on? All right, sure. we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back, guys. Thank you so much for participating. One moment.
2: Abella Publishing presents Atiki the Hunter. It's a journey as Atiki and his magical dust can transform anyone into any animal in the forest. Atiki is the first African-American action hero, and he wants you and your child to join him on his adventure. This book is beautifully illustrated and gets children excited about reading. Visit www.abellapublishing.com to get a copy for your child today and be a part of this wonderful world of Atiki. www.abellapublishing.com is where you can order today. <sighs>
0: This is 2-4, and you listening to The Crystal Show. What's going on, everybody? Rocking with Size Boogie on The Crystal Show. Yo, what up fam? It's your boy Big B, the MC. Yo, you're rocking with your girl Crystal on the Crystal
3: Show. This is Hugo G, and I'm on the Crystal Show, having a good time. Yeah, what up though? What
0: up though? This is Den Tim from East Harlem. You're listening to the Crystal Show, right though? Hey, this is Richard Sanborn, and you're listening to the Crystal Show. What's going on? This is Jelani
7: Latif, representing Chicago hip hop, and right now I'm coming at you on the Crystal Show. Much
3: love. Shout out to all the Crystal Show listeners. My name is Soul Man. It's Nice Memphis stand up. What's up, man? Tennessee
8: over. I'm Lauren Carter and you're listening to The Crystal
3: Show. What's up? This is Lee from Fly University. What it do? This King not it's easy that way. And we are Fly University rocking out with The Crystal Show. What up? This is Keith Robinson,
6: and you're listening to The Crystal Show.
3: This, this is 3HVI and you're listening right
8: right 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 to The, the Crystal thing. Show. <laughs> yeah, I like that.
1: Okay, and we're back with Rashida Strober, our activist on um, dark-skinned women. And Rashida, I want to learn more about your organization and what you do or your campaign. And what exactly um, or that you do, do you still do the stage um, shows and, um, or do you just mainly work with the kids?
2: Um, I do a variety of different things. It's, it's, this is a, a a relatively new campaign. Um, mm-hmm. but what the campaign mainly consists of is uh performances of the play A Dark Skin Woman's Revenge. The reason why I headed off with the play is because it, it's, the play is entertaining and it creates an environment where people after seeing it they want to start talking about the issue of colorism. Um, I also speak uh in schools um to all black children regarding economic development, uh, self-esteem, you know, different issues like that. And then the campaign also is something that I'm working on is creating workshops and conferences and symposiums around the issue of dark skin and how how it is that we can equalize dark skin female beauty.
1: Okay. And um, now I do want to let everyone know how can they – get in touch with you as one person asked how can they get in touch with you and support your cause i i do believe you still have a page out where people can donate to your campaign
2: yeah um sure yeah they can um it's it's under gofundme um i don't know the actual link but if you type in dark Sienna's beautiful campaign gofundme is there you can also go on to my facebook page it's uh the information is there there's also a Facebook page called Dark Skin is Beautiful campaign. Um there's information there and you can also um email me at darkskinisbeautifulcampaign@gmail.com. At um and I also I talk to a lot of people constantly. I mean, if you email me and you got some issues going on that you want to talk about, uh you know, I I'll, I'll I'll be glad to talk to you, counsel you because one thing I'm definitely about is I don't like seeing any human being hurting, but it's a special kind of feeling that I have towards a person that's dark skinned, especially a female that's in yeah. pain. That bothers me to no end because I know what that feels like. And I can't tell you how many people have contacted me and have told me some of them are actually suicidal. This It's, it's very real. People think it's a joke, but it's not a joke. It's It's real. And so if you're if you feeling that way or if you're having some issues, definitely contact me, and I will make time to, you know, speak with you and, and, and talk. Because sometimes people just need to talk out their feelings mm-hmm. and speak on how they feel to a person that's not going to sit there and judge them or say, oh, you're jealous or you're a hater or get over it. I'm not going to do that to you because I understand where you're coming from because I've been there. So, Gosh. you know.
1: Yeah, it sounds like um, a really good idea to have, like, some sort of hotline um, maybe that you could put together for people. I actually do have a hotline.
2: I actually Uh, do have a hotline. It's funny that you mentioned that. Um, That one is, that number is 727-828-7060. But a lot of people, they like um, that number right there. Sometimes I don't get a chance to check it often, so a lot of people will just message me on Facebook or they'll email me and then we'll converse and then figure out a time to speak to each other.
1: Okay. All right. And um, now, you don't have a blog, right?
2: No. We are actually, with the campaign funds, I want to say I thank God because I've actually been able to raise a couple of hundred dollars over the last couple of weeks, thanking God for that, and thank you to all the supporters who donated. I'm actually getting ready to build a website with those campaign funds. Um, So that the website, darkskinisbeautifulcampaign.com will be coming up soon, it's in the works as we speak.
1: Okay, good. Because if anybody needs a blog, you do. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> because you have a lot of information <laughs> that's not readily out there. And um, you know, you have several places that people can find you, but if yeah, one localized place would be fantastic. So I'll look forward to right. that. And All right, also about May just okay.
2: let everybody know I'm sorry to cut you off. Um to look out for the ebook that's coming up, A Dark-Skinned Woman's Revenge, how, and also How to Be the Hottest Dark-Skinned Chick on the Planet, as well as my favorite one that I'm working on right now. It's called Darkism, um, dealing with how dark-skinned people are discriminated against.
1: Okay. Well, you got to come back on the show to let us know about when those come out and talk about that, too. That would be great. Now, I want to hear about your um, – tell us about your play, The Dark-Skinned Woman's Revenge. Now, play, of course, is dramatic. So tell us about like some of the plots of it or um, the storyline of it. And is there anywhere we could see it, like on YouTube or something? Oh, wow.
2: Um, it's crazy. I've been performing this play for quite some time, never took the time to record it. There is one clip um, on YouTube. I believe it's under the Urban League, A Dark Skinned Woman's Revenge. You can type oh. that in and find it. Um, but the play is actually a one-woman show where I'm playing five different dark-skinned women from different socioeconomic backgrounds, and um, just dealing with their issues with being dark-skinned and living in the world in terms of relationships, and jobs, uh, education, etc. And so there's five different characters in the play, and <laughs> people mm-hmm. think that the revenge is bad. It's it's people keep saying what's the? It's 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 not bad. It's it's one of those types of revenges that you have to you have to have in order to see the light. So, I mean, um the last time I performed the play was uh, uh 2013 at the University of South Florida and um people they wanted they wanted a book version. They wanted something to take home with them. So, I took off a minute and stopped performing and started putting together the actual book version um of the play. And so that is what I'm working on right now, but I I love Performing the play, I love it, love it. It's very high energy. It's very in your face. You're right. <laughs> um, it's real. It's raw. It's not planned. It's coming at you from the real. And it actually came from a play that I wrote called "The Ice Cream Lady's Dream." It actually stemmed from that a character in that play. People were interested in that character and why she was being beaten down and abused for being dark skinned and told that you, you you'll never be an actor because you black, nappy headed, and ugly. And so that's the reason why I decided to write the sequel, which was a dark-skinned woman's revenge.
1: That's a good title to a uh, to a play. Black, nappy-headed, and ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, seriously, that that, that sounds is, like something we would go. Whoa, what is that? <laughs> that's so. It's like a like monologues, yeah. <laughs> like a like a monologues. Yeah, bringing together yeah. maybe even other dark-skinned women to do some of those characters or their own, you know, experience or t- even teenagers from, you know, as fresh from them. But, um, but yeah, so I look forward to more that's coming from you. Absolutely. Those oh, are good, great you. ideas. All right. In the chat room, we have, let's see, I did have one more person who was chiming in. Uh, you said a lot of stuff, and I lost it because they keep talking. <laughs> uh, well, okay, I'll get back. Oh, there he is. All right, BQ lover had said that, um, there is a documentary on YouTube talking about how light skinned women deal with being light skinned. Yeah, that was, um, oh gosh, what is, what is his name? Bill Duke, I believe. Right, who had right. done dark, dark skinned, um, uh women, and then they also you know did the kind of a the byproduct of with light skinned women as well, and um he also goes on or she goes on to say, we shouldn't minimize other people's experiences um and yeah you're you're right, you know we definitely shouldn't do that, and um, do you feel that you're minimizing the light skin struggle, which i I think you already said yeah. that you you haven't been doing?
2: How am I minimizing the light skin struggle when I have a campaign that speaks about uplifting dark skin and haven't even addressed the light skin struggle? Again, that's the issue of people trying to get me to, to deflect, and that's something that I'm not going to do. People, I mean, they just want me to do it so bad they just don't know what to do. Because, again, <laughs> I think it's stemming from the fact yeah. that they don't want to talk about how dark skinned women have been mistreated because, number one, they might be one of the people that have bashed dark skinned women they might be uh you know it, it, they don't want to deal with it they don't want to deal with the elephant in the room so they'll do anything that they can from saying claiming that i hate light skinned people or women to claiming that i'm minimizing uh a light skinned female struggle it, it c- come on you got to come at me better than that cuz i'm i'm not i'm done with that question i'm not going to even continue addressing it
1: okay and um uh, let's see all right. Okay, we have another caller, I think, uh, coming in. And um Q, you are back on the air. Did you have a question again for Rashida?
7: Yeah, I have a question and a comment. The question is, um, how um do you tie in the dark skin, struggle with um I guess natural hair in any type of way? Just about that.
2: Um, not specifically. I haven't like specifically sat down and said I'm gonna address this. But what I will say is I believe that black women should wear their natural hair um because I feel like that's a part of accepting yourself yourself whole as a a, a person of African descent. But at the same time I know that black, with black women you just you're just not going to dictate to them how they're going to wear their hair It's not going to happen. And that that part is really not central to the campaign although I do believe that a dark skin and natural hair
7: go together okay but you don't think it will ever change I don't think it
2: will ever change in terms of
7: you well well I was just going by what you said you're talking about black women um I mean uh, again I, I I understand a majority thinks you're saying I do believe it's a problem uh well I know it's a problem um and in cases of it and everything and I understand that the light skin issue comes up um, now, I do want to address the, the I guess, discontent with, with black men, even though I know there's some black men who could do a lot more, who could do um, some things to support our sisters. Um, I don't think it's productive to be, belittle them. I mean, I know you're saying you're promoting dark-skinned women, but you are belittling black men when you, you know, told Dre that he hated himself and, um some of the other things that may have been said. (laughs) So, I mean, I mean, you're laughing, but I mean.
2: Okay, you you say that I'm belittling black men. You're saying that, you said one of the examples you just gave is I belittled Dre because I told him that he he had a tinge of self-hate in him. Yes. I don't see that as belittling him. I didn't call him any name. I didn't bash him. I just simply stated that I believe that he has a tinge of self-hate in him. Because he said that he was married to a Hispanic woman for a long time, and that he's not going to go out specifically looking for dark-skinned women. If he happens to marry one, then that's fine. But he's going to give all, um, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. He's going to give all, you know, women a chance. And to me, that's just this is my own feeling. I'm not asking people to agree with me. I'm just being brutally honest with you about what I think. I don't and see that as you belittling. I see that as me just telling him straight up how I feel, which I'm so happy. I don't mean to overtalk you, but I just have to say to Crystal, I'm so happy that you asked me on the show and that I actually am able to talk to a dark skinned black man and tell him that. What you're doing is actually revolutionary here. Well,
4: <laughs> this you're to very me welcome. I'm going a so
2: blessing glad in there. There.
7: <laughs> and I mean, And that's great and all, but I mean, it's like you're telling us that we can't do a certain way, but then you can. Things about what littleling and what's not. I mean, it's contradictory.
2: I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm telling it, it. listen to me very carefully. The people that agree with me and that, you know, they. I mean, the hardcore people that agree, they're going to come. There's billions of people on earth. I'm not forcing anybody. I'm just speaking what I think. And the, like I said, the people that are, are, are going to agree with me, They're going to agree, and they're going to, you know, work. They're going to donate. They're going to do whatever they need to do. The people that are middle of the line, that's okay. The people that don't, that's okay. I'm not here to force anything down anybody's throat. I'm just here to speak how I feel about the dark skin situation and to contribute my part to the solution. That's what I'm here to do. If you have a, a, a solution in mind that you feel, you know, that you can contribute, I encourage you, go for it.
7: Okay, well, my solution is a different approach. That's my solution. Um, I okay. think I think you get more. Well, what's the term? You get more flies with honey than vinegar or whatever. Because even though I side, it's like we're combating or whatever. Even though I leave a lot of the thing, I just don't like how you say it and how you address it. So I, I don't. My personally using my feelings. I don't like your delivery. Okay, but the message that you're putting out, I actually understand. I actually agree with almost everything that you've said regarding how there's discrimination, especially with the media, especially in today's rap game, all of that. And until I heard the Kendrick Lamar song, I never really put the two two together as far as what you wrote and what he said in his song. I mean, uh, so I get that. But your delivery turns me completely off. All right, because we have a situation here when Dre came out and, it, and said what he said and everything, and you gave your opinion, true enough, and I'm all for opinions, but it was rude. It was flat-out rude. This man is also, a, this man is also a host fine. of this he, he show. a tender self I'm not done talking. I'm he not, has a tender self-hate. I'm,
2: I'm That's not, the bottom I'm line.
7: Not I'm not done talking. I'll let you speak. So, And this man is a host of this show, a co-host of this show, and, I mean, again, you gave your opinion, but you can see how you end up turning a lot of people away who could be of a benefit to your what you're trying to promote because you let your mouth speak before you put your, your brain in gear on some things, all right? Now, this guy could have been a contributor trying to get your word out, yet why would he have a reason to want to bring you back? Now, you might say you don't care or whatever, but even one person who doesn't hear your message is one person too little. And that's what I'm trying to get you to see or whatever, that you can take a different approach and everyone can understand things a lot better rather than having everyone get emotional because of the things you say. Now, if you think that's showing some type of tough love or something of that nature, maybe it will work for a couple of people. I'm not saying that, it, I mean, obviously it has, you have a following, but I'm saying that you're really missing the boat on promoting yourself because of your mouth
2: black men need to be told period point blank when they're self-haters they need to be told that's another problem that people have with a person like me because the the fact of the matter is how many people do you know that feel the way i do but they're not going to say it they're not going to say it because of people like you and what they have to say the bottom line for me is black men who have exhibited self-hatred they need to be told point blank. They don't have to agree with me, but it's my right to tell them and let them know how I feel. And that's what I'm going to continue to do at the end of the day. And you can, you can accept it or not. I don't make any apologies for that.
8: Okay.
7: Well, it's my right not to accept it and to think that's that, fine. It, that, is, that that's fine. Know, it's the that's wrong fine. approach. Or whatever. Point taken.
1: That's fine. Okay. All right. Thank you, Q. Uh, we have another caller, a young lady. Uh, Lady T calling from Mississippi. Hello, how are you? You have a uh, question for Rashida?
8: I don't know if I actually have a question. I'm fine. How are you, Crystal? How are you, Dre? Pretty good. Okay, I'm, and I Dre just, is just came somewhere. into the conversation. Okay, <laughs> I just came into the end of the conversation as far as i um, like right before Quincy came on, and I heard some comments about Dre being has a tinge of self hate. And I guess I just, before I actually make a comment, I just need to understand, is there some sort of, is this some sort of dark-skinned woman movement as opposed to, I mean, is it a movement for dark-skinned women and trying to turn black men away from light-skinned black women? That's what I'm trying to understand before I actually say something
2: out of turn. The movement, once again, has nothing to do with light-skinned women. Um, my whole thing is I'm not I just don't have the time and energy to keep addressing the situation with the bashing or turning against of light skinned women. The movement is okay. purely about dark skinned women. I think all blacks I think all black
8: women have gone through bashing in some form of ridicule and rejection in some form, shape or fashion. And of course it is your right and whatever to advocate for dark skinned women I myself am a light-skinned black woman, and I don't make any apologies for the way I was born and my shade of black. However, I identify as being a black woman, not just being a light-skinned black woman, because I've felt all the same pain and struggle, and I've also persevered the same as any other black woman. So I guess I think that the divide, to just keep dividing the lines between light-skinned women, light-skinned black women, and dark-skinned black women, will will never be a whole and will never be seen for who we really are if there's always that divide within our own race between light-skinned black women and dark-skinned black women because we've all felt the same pain, the same rejection, the same ridicule. Okay, and, yeah, that's that's basically what I have to say about that. All
0: right, hey, hello, can
8: anybody,
1: can anybody hear me? Yeah, hey, Andre. Yes, hello. Okay, all right,
0: cool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, first off, okay, now that I'm gonna, I gotta say this because this has been killing me. All right, look, mm-hmm. this has probably been the best show ever. I'm gonna just <laughs> go out there right now. I'm just saying, but I, I have to say this because. And, and and again, Rashida, I, I love radicals because they shake stuff up and that's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're trained to do. That's what they're born to do, okay? However, okay? when it when it comes to it, it and again, your opinion is yours. That's why that's why I, I was in the army, so I fought for the right beef to say whatever the hell you want to say. So, you you, welcome. All right, so as far as that goes, now and I'm still kind of I'm still trying to wrap my head around this whole the, the self-hate thing, because now how the way the way you're saying it to me, and I could be wrong, but because of the union that I had with my ex-wife and, and the tinge of self-hate that you spoke of is now poured into my children. That ain't going to happen, okay, because I love my boys. They are black men. They will grow up to be out, upstanding, well-educated black men. Yes, they're a shade lighter than I am. Yes, I admit that. I can't help it. That's the way God made me. That's the way God made them. But I tell you what, the self hate that I that, that you say that I have is not anywhere in my body whatsoever because of the fact that I love my children. So, yeah, I kind of take offense to that. And, and again, free country, First Amendment. That's what we're all about here at the Crystal Show. But. I have to say, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to be the other person to respectfully disagree with you. Love what you're doing, and I really wish you the best of success. But I, you know, as this dark-skinned brother who supposedly has so-called, you know, pinch yourself hate, respectfully disagrees with you. But I really appreciate you being on the show.
2: Oh, thank you. We can all uh, agree. We can all disagree. It's not even a question of just uh, agreeing or disagreeing for me. It's just the expression of, of free thought. That's you know that's not you're gonna have your opinion and I'm gonna have mine, and that's that again. I want to thank you for allowing me to come on to the show and say what I had to say.
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. One more comment. Um, I'll say in the uh, chat room, cynical uh, chimed in again. She says that I think what she means. Speaking of, of course of you, Rashida, and someone said something. Um, is this <laughs> is this open your eyes and embrace the beauty? Of dark skinned women. Stop being brainwashed by images that show that beauty is only lighter um, with us thinking of lighter skinned black women. And, you know, uh, let's see, BQ lovers said, so are dark skinned women, uh, dark skinned black women who marry light skinned black men considered to self hate too? You know, and, you know, the issue of. dark skin light skin is a is a deep seated issue within our race, and anytime you know we're talking about those issues, people are going to be on one side or the other, so it does kind of make it an um kind of a like I said before like a ri- ri- rivalry or make it some sort of you know tit for tat kind of a thing because of our issues that started you know in slavery and you know, and started from the mulatto children that came about that made us different skin colors and then um going on up into the forties with the paper bag kind of thing from those children who grew up and had generations up beyond generations, and so it has become this thing now, I think what it is, where we need to start. Is we have to start, as they say, you have to start at home. You have to start in-house, and our in-house is black people, the black race. We, and I have said this before many times. We have a mirror image problem. Um, we look, and when I say mirror image. I'm talking about when we look at each other, black men looking at black women. There is a problem. That is there, and it can't be ignored, whether you're talking about dark skin or whatever. They, and you can say what you want, but there is a problem between us, and we have some major, major issues together. And that cannot be ignored, um, no matter who's saying it or how they're saying it. The issue still is the same. Black men really don't like us okay, and I'm sorry, and that is, that is a fact, and I don't care that someone doesn't like that, because that is the truth, when you look at it overall, and I have heard so many derog- I mean, let me t- say this one thing, and I've heard this over and over again, there are so many black men who will talk about, like, the um, Basketball Wives, or they'll talk about all the reality TV shows, and I don't watch, like, the... Real Housewives of New York or New Jersey or whatever. But I was sitting down and I was watching some of those, some of the previews that were coming up. And then I think it's the Mob Wives and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. These bitches are just as bad as the, the Basketball Wives. Have they not of seen course. this? You know what I'm saying? Have they not seen these shows? But they don't, they, it, those don't exist. Those behaviors, I guess, are perfectly fine. But for the black woman to be on TV or doing whatever she's doing, and it, it is a minimal amount, it's still talked about. It, it's the images that we see. It is the, the, not just on TV. It is what you see in our community, in our neighborhood. It's what, how black men talk to us. And um, are they really our protectors? Do they protect oh. us? Every other race, every other race um and it's maybe it started from generation and you know you can blame some of it on slavery but i'm sorry when you look at slavery you know the the family was split up and we were taken apart from each other and the woman had to stay with the kids and all this and the black man was sheltered, was you know sent out whatever but at what point after 400 years at what point does the black man say i'm going home I'm coming back, and I'm taking control right. of my community, of my house, of my children, of my wife, not my wifey, right. my wife. At what point does that happen? so, yes, I do agree that it does start with the black man, because he, every other man in every other race takes care of their own. And, I, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's my statement on, on all of this, because, you know, it is kind of upsetting to me, and I have my issues, as, as some of my listeners may know, <laughs> when it comes about men, period. But I'm sorry, the black man does not protect us. and They do not stand right. up for us. So.
2: And that's my whole, I'm glad you said that, because really and truly, that's what the Dark Skin is Beautiful campaign is centered around, black men. They're the ones, like I said, that hold the key to this whole thing. If they would stop discriminating and stop lying and pretending that, you know, they don't, they you know, they don't discriminate against dark-skinned women, uh, then we wouldn't have this problem. They need to stop the lies and step up to the plate and do what needs to be done.
3: Wow.
1: That messed up. Well. Hello? Yes, hello? Hello?
3: Yeah, this is, I- hello? This is, oh, I- I- can I say something?
1: Hello, Ivan. Go ahead, Go ahead Ivan.
3: But I, I want to say this. You know what? I, I don't. I I, I respectably disagree that all the blame lies on the shoulders of the men. We both have some problems we got to solve. I'm not. I know the brothers got some stuff. I'm the first one to say that black men got some stuff they need to straighten up. But beloved, you can't. You can't surely put all of it on me. On the brothers, yeah. you oh, really can't that. yes that I, I can. Sure. Yes I can. I'm
2: what I'm no. putting no. on black men no. let me, let me is being up, up. with finish. dark skinned black women. Just, That's me, what I'm putting on black men, and I am no, going to put I, that I, on. I was them.
3: talking to you. I was talking to the other sister. The sister, oh. she said that all of it is on the black man's shoulders. The responsibility as far as the relationship between us it's we both have a have a lot of responsibility in making things better between us. There's things that 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 black.
1: No, I Can did. Can I finish? I just, I There's just,
3: some things that the that the brothers need to straighten up. Y'all sisters got some issues too that y'all do to the brothers. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm, I'm say for me, I've always been because of the kind of mother that I have, been respectful to women. Always been a protector of women. I'm gonna tell you, some of y'all sisters that they sold clues in the store. You couldn't afford them how to deal with a decent man, but because you've been losing so long, you don't know when you're winning. And that I'm saying, I'm saying. Brothers do need to step it up and do what they should do. Man, but y'all some of y'all sisters, man, y'all make it hard for a decent man. And that's real talk. It ain't all on us. I, I would take because of the man is a natural head, I would bear a large amount of the responsibility on our on shoulders. But man, y'all gotta take y'all too, sister. Church. And we do. And
1: we do. And that's a completely different topic, actually. But, yeah, we do take it. We it do is. take it. And that's, that's part of the problem. And I don't put it all on black men. But I, I, I the question I asked was when are black men going to turn around and come back home? They have yet to do that. They have kept going. That's, that's, that's not true. That's not true.
3: I'm talking about the history well.
1: well I think it is. but I can, I can kill that.
3: with. A, I, you know, I'll say this. T- statistically, 96% of black men marry black women. 98% of black women marry black men. That kills it right there. And that's a st- statistical fact. I'm just saying. I
1: don't know, I don't know what um, statistics, I mean, did you, was that polled of 50 guys and 50 women? I mean, no, United
3: States, no, 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 United States Census Bureau. Okay on marriage license on a marriage license in America check it out you can check it out yourself. It's free information
1: well, for those who actually go and get married, maybe
3: yeah, okay
1: all right well, this has been a very good show. Thank you guys for uh coming on. Thank you so much for being open, which is what I love and um we always want to have everyone's honest opinion about whatever we're we're speaking about. So thank you so much, Ivan, for giving us um your honest opinion. Uh thank you so much uh Rashida for coming on to the show. I really appreciate it. And once again tell people thank you. where where they can um find your um Facebook page to check in with you.
2: Um sure. Just type in Rashida Strober um Rashida Marie Strober or they can go to darkskinisbeautifulcampaign beautiful campaign at gmail dot com.
1: Okay. Well, thank you again, and we really appreciate it so much. Thank you. <laughs> thank
2: you. You're welcome. Thank you very much. All right. All righty. Good night. Good night.
1: All right, guys. That was amazing. And I, like I said, I appreciate so much for um, everyone coming on. Um, I do have some final words Um regarding, kind of coming off of this topic a little bit. um, These were words spoken by Marcus Garvey. And he said, God and nature first made us what we are. And then out of our own created genius, we make ourselves what we want to be. Follow always that great law. Let the sky and God be our limit and eternity our measurement. So that was from Marcus Garvey. So that was those are to me amazing words and something that, you know, we can all, you know, get to and and look at because it doesn't matter what we look like, what we are, as long as, you know, we love ourselves and we keep striving for better. It's possible. And it's hard. These are hard issues to look at. And that's one thing um I will say regarding um the black race period it's hard for us to look within to look at ourselves and it's hard for us to talk about it without being angry or without um you know coming to to blows sometimes you know or just walking out of the room <laughs> I mean it is it's hard it's just it's that mirror image You know, because a lot of times when we look at ourselves in the mirror and we look at other blacks, we see, we only see the slavery. We only see the shame of it all. And um, instead of seeing what we really are, and we're survivors. You know, we're survivors. There are, if you would look, and I've been um, looking at uh, Roots, I decided to watch it again. And um, so I've been watching that. And plus, I love Lavar Burton, fellow Trekkie. Hello. And um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's his first movie, so it's a big deal for us. But anyway, um, the the you know, when you look at that movie, in the miniseries, and you think about all of those men and women who came across, and so many that died, that didn't make it. Or the ones who, you know, betrayed us by selling us or, you know, whatever um, when we were still in Africa. And the ones that actually, we are the the ones who survived all of that. Who survived the beatings, who survived the 50s, who survived the 60s. We are still here. And we're thriving. Okay. and um, And I think that's something to be said. And I don't think that the, just the um you know you think about the Jews and the Holocaust and other tragedies within their race, they decided no, we are survivors, and fuck you, I'm a survivor, and you're gonna hear about it, and we're gonna build monuments to it, and we're going to, we're going to celebrate it, and you're gonna know about it, you know, and you're gonna have a goddamn holiday, and we're gonna leave <laughs> and that, there it is so <laughs> You know what I'm saying, so those are things that people who are um who who have a self esteem that is is they're proud of their heritage, and we say proud a lot and we say the you know black power, you know black pride, but I don't see it a lot. I really don't so so anyway, we could go on for hours and hours on this, <laughs> but um again i really appreciate everyone for coming in i appreciate uh bq lover in the chat room appreciate cynical 11 in the chat room thanks so much um i appreciate talk to q q quincy getting getting loud on there i appreciate you for coming in appreciate you lady t um thank you so much ivan for chiming in. Hope you chime in again. Thank you so much, John, for uh, your question. Um, thank you so much for all those who um, who were listening and didn't want to chime in but just listened. Thank you so much for that. And thank you for those who are listening on the podcast. Um, we want to have more shows that give us, um, you know, good conversation because that's what it's about. First, you got to talk about it. First, you got to get it out. Talk about it. Talk about it. What are you going to go to a boring cocktail party? The wound <laughs> The wounds can't heal until you get all the muck out, as they say. So Ew you know, I know. Disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> all right. Next week on the Crystal Show we will be talking about are you dickmotized? <laughs> so, a little lighter. So we go
0: from this to that. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yes we go from this to being stigmatized, and what does that mean Dimatized or pussy That just means do you fall in love with someone or fall in lust or whatever before you even know who the hell they are? you know, and we're going to talk about that um next week, so please chime in um with your comments about that, and you're probably in a relationship right now where you don't want to leave because it's just too good, or you, you're you in this fantasy land, and you don't even know who you're looking at. You don't even know who you're sleeping with, you know? <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about next week. So um, please chime in for that. Also, um, again, make sure that you are tuning in for our Saturday show where we just have music. Last week we had um, uh, who was it, Jill Scott. And that's where I got this from. She actually says that in um, one of her interviews. She talked about being dickmotized and I was like, hey, that's a good title for a show. That would be interesting. So we're going to talk about that. I want to thank our sponsors tonight, um, Tax Pro 1000 and um, Akita the Hunter, or Akita, actually. That's actually how it's pronounced, Akita the I Hunter. I want my
0: mug, man. I want my mug. Everybody got a mug but the co-host. What's, the co-host gets no, is it because I'm black?
1: Is that why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You have to fa- pass the uh, paper bag test.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, man, yeah,
8: that's just sorry. messed up.
1: No mug for you. So. <laughs> no mug for me. No mug for me. You heard everybody.
8: You heard everybody. No mug for you. Everybody.
1: No okay, you can direct I'm all sorry. Of your, your criticisms. <laughs> To, to Dre, to I was it I Dre Ann on
0: Twitter. Yeah. Oh
2: my God! Stop it! Stop it!
0: Stop it! You're killing me. You're you know, I, honestly, I, I I have to say, mm-hmm. out of all the shows, again, out of all the shows, I I really wish Annie was here. Oh, <laughs> I no. swear to God, I do. I wish Annie no. was here, man. I I needed, to hear, I needed to hear, well, I want to know
1: why
0: this is such a big deal. Amy, <laughs> you know I love you, girl. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I think you stayed away for good reason. <laughs> yeah. Self-preservation right. is the first law of nature, man. <laughs> yeah, we t- yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you so much, and we are going to end with Black of the Berry, Sweeter the Juice. That mm-hmm. little part, we're uh, to mm-hmm. just play that one more time, and that will just and the us. caramel,
0: forget the caramel, gotta have the caramel, man, the caramel,
1: caramel okay, latte. Ahead, that is me, actually. Caramel <laughs> latte,
0: high yellow, all of them black women, your thing, it, it, thing, and a blackout, Al and all that stuff.
1: Love y'all. <laughs> all okay, right, peace. Two fingers. <laughs>
6: See ya. I'm the biggest hypocrite in
4: 2015. When I finish this, if you listen, it's sure you will agree. This lot is bigger than me. It's generational hatred. It's genocidism, it's crime little justification. I'm African American, I'm African, I'm black at the heart of a fucking area. Black is the name of Tyrone and Darius Excuse my French, but fuck you, no fuck y'all That's as blunt as it gets I know you hate me, don't you? You hate my people I can tell cause it's threats when I see you I can tell cause your waist is evil No, I can tell because you in love with the death of the eagle Thinking maliciously, He get a change And you gon' bleed them It's funny how Zulu and Dosa might go to war Two tribal armies that want to build and destroy Remind me of these Compton Crip gangs That live next door Beefing with pride rules, only death settle the score So no matter how much I say I like to preach with the. Panthers, or tell Georgia State Marcus Garvey got all the answers, or try to celebrate February like it's my B-Day, or eat watermelon chicken and Kool-Aid on weekdays, or jump high enough to get Michael Jordan endorsement, or watch BET cause urban support is important, so why did I weep when Trayvon Martin was in the street, when gangbanging make me kill a nigga blacker than me, hypocrite.
1: The Crystal Show was created, written, and hosted by Crystal Hickerson. It is produced and co-hosted by Andre Saunders. The Crystal Show is owned and operated by Trinity Productions. For more information on the show, please visit thecrystalshow.com. Thank you for listening.